0: Welcome to Blooming, a podcast by 20-somethings for
1: 20-somethings, navigating how to grow up. I'm Tessa and I'm Britt and we'll be your co-hosts. This week we are talking about love languages, what ours are and how they impact all types of our relationships, both past and present. And you all know we will be bringing you our Adulting Wins and Fails and Adulting 101 resources. You are welcome. (laughs) But first, Tessa, how was your week? My week has been good. My friend got a new puppy, so
0: I got to go to her puppy shower. So cute. I know. She is so adorable. I, like, can't even deal. (laughs) Also, puppy showers, I did not know they were a thing. (laughs) I don't think they are. (laughs) She made it a thing. We got an invite, like, from the dog. Amazing. Yep, and presents were required. Oh, my gosh. Yep. We were judged on our auntie status based right. on what presents we got. That's and fair. And safe to say I think I nailed it. What did you get? Oh, just like these cute, like, toys, but one of them in particular, she, like, frothed and I was like, yes, <laughs> I win. Um, but, yeah, I think she's going to be big. She's got big pull. She's a mm. Groodle, I think.
1: Oh, a Groodle. Yeah. I thought she was just a lab. I mean, no I, golden retriever. Yeah.
0: No poodle cross golden retriever. Oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah. Cute. So cute. I also watched my first ever AFL game. I was in your territory, Brit. Um, safe to say, I did not understand what was going on. Yes. I mainly watch league. And so it was like a whole different ballpark, you know, much quicker pace, I think, but also you- much longer of a game.
1: I know. Yeah. So I was brought up in league with my family as well. And then when I started dating Lockie, I was like, oh my God, the, when do these end? They go forever. I know. I was like. <laughs> and um, also, yeah, like what the hell is going on? The game is so different. So different. But
0: something that happened that I want to address on the potty, a bit more serious of a note, is when I, so just set the scene, I was wearing jeans, just like, Boyfriend jeans, white, nice white sneakers, and then like gold belt, golden black belt, and then just like a black. It was like a blouse. It was like a singlet blouse. Mm. You've seen a photo, would you say? It was like a nice
1: top, right? And when I was entering, the security guard... Wait, can I just pause you? I know you're setting the scene, but, I mean, what we're going to talk about in this is, like, it shouldn't matter, right? Oh, it shouldn't matter at all. But I just want to put a picture in people's mind, Mm. right? And
0: this security guard, so she was an older woman, which I don't know if makes what I'm about to say better or worse, Mm. but she... Um, stopped me as I was going in and said, I think you should consider next time wearing something a bit more appropriate, a bit more covered up and said that I was showing too much skin and that I wouldn't get allowed, like wouldn't be let into the games in future if I dressed the same way. (sighs) And at first I... Was really uncomfortable. Like, I then felt like everyone was looking at me, that I was wearing the wrong thing. Like, you never like to feel like you're yeah. under or overdressed
1: or like not dressed appropriately. And like, I was there with. And this is your first game as well. Like, yes, I had no idea. way to make you feel like totally uncomfortable exactly. in a place where you've never been before.
0: Exactly. And I was there with like one of my best friends and her parents. And so I was like, oh my gosh, this is so awkward. And I'd checked with her before I'd gotten ready. Like, what are you wearing? And she said, like, jeans and a nice top. And I was like, easy. I can do that. I can yeah. work with that. So that's what I went with. And so, yeah, at first I just felt like really awkward and uncomfortable, kind of like just didn't want to be there. And then the more I thought about it, I started like getting yeah. a little bit angry. And I like messaged JJ and my mom being like, oh, this had happened. And then I was like, you know, I'm hold actually, on a like, minute. <laughs> I'm like, wait, It shouldn't matter what I'm wearing. It shouldn't matter what anyone here is wearing. I was in jeans and a top.
1: like, And also what you said before, like I actually think it's worse that the security guard was a woman because that's like screaming internalised misogyny mm -hmm. to me everything that's happened in the media in the last few weeks, like, how did she think that was something that's okay to say to someone? Like, even if she had some internalized misogyny, but like, she must've been living under a rock because there was the March for Justice on Monday of that week. Like, exactly,
0: <laughs> what is going on? I know. And so I posted about it on my Instagram story because I was like, wanted to see what everyone else's reactions. I like, posted was, a photo. Yeah. I posted a photo of what I was wearing. So I wanted to like see if, okay, maybe I might be overreacting or if this was like actually cooked and the amount of responses I got. I probably had like 20 plus people message me, even people who I don't yeah. usually talk to being like, Oh my gosh. It's saying, not okay. Not okay. Being like, I'm so sorry. This happened to you. Yeah. Like that's awful. Like how does that is, how was that even a thing? Um, I had some people being like, I hope you gave her, like, a mouthful. And I was like, to be honest, I was shocked. Mm. I was so shocked. I was like a stunned mullet. I was, like, literally just stood there with, like, my mouth open being like, oh, Uh, Did that just happen? Yeah. And then I just was like, oh, okay, and like kept walking because I didn't want to like not get let in and then ruin this night. Like I'd been given a free ticket. I was with – yeah, exactly.
1: So I didn't like want to make a scene and make it uncomfortable and awkward. That's what also makes me so angry about this is like you would have then been super uncomfortable for like the entire game. So your first experience of seeing a live AFL game is completely like tainted by this experience. I know. And she's just not (laughs) – so out of line. So out of line trying to kept, make that comment. Yeah,
0: I kept like I just kept catching myself the whole night, like pulling at my top, like to pull it mm. up to maybe like, oh, am I showing too much skin? I like one thought I was like one stage I thought, oh maybe I can like turn my top around and have the oh back at the God. front. Like I was like fully questioning. Makes me so bad. Yeah. And I was like, Why am I questioning this? And so yeah, I had a few drinks, posted it on my Instagram story, <laughs> being like, Girls, back me up here. Yeah. And yeah, like it was mostly females who contacted, like, reached out to me and said, what the hell? Um, but I also, someone else who was at the game said that, that she watched so many people get kicked out because of, like, so many people, no, so many females getting kicked out because of what they were wearing. Mm, and I'm just like, that's.
1: Yeah, concerning. it is concerning,
0: right? And I think about other options that I was thinking about wearing that night. Who knows what have
1: would have been appropriate? Who knows what have gotten like what would have gotten past them? Uh, it's just like I understand AFL games are you know a family affair, but what you were wearing was completely appropriate. And like, unless you're naked, like what exactly? Exactly, In I didn't have day, any inappropriate parts out like <laughs> you know you're wearing clothes That's, exactly I think fine
0: exactly and uh, yeah anyway I just like lots of people were like can you please address this publicly like can you um like make a complaint etc 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 and I was like yes we're gonna talk about it on the podcast because this is not okay mm. and this happened to me and well, I, I would, don't like it
1: I hate that yeah that was your first experience and it makes me angry that there were like if you said other girls who had that experience on the night because yeah, it's completely inappropriate.
0: Yeah, but anyway, let's get back to. The- <laughs> I want to know how your week was. Was it better than mine?
1: Um, yeah, my week was pretty average. Like nothing new to report, except Sarah from um, one of our previous In Bloom episodes. A did- very popular yeah episode as well did one of her master chef cook-ups for us while we watched the game of footy on saturday then that was delish like what was it taco platter Mm, was amazing Yum. um and we did help lockie's parents move on the weekend i feel like there's so much movement in the market and everyone in my life is like buying or selling or moving in or moving out so it's just really hard to keep up it is hard and i think keeping up with the market at the moment (laughs) is really hard as well (laughs)
0: Okay, now it's time for our adulting wins and adulting fails from the week. Britt, what you got for me?
1: Okay, so I don't know if anyone else does this, but the folded clothes—my folded clothes—you fold your clothes? Like some of them fold. Yeah, I don't have like that my is entire such wardrobe hanging. A mission. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, okay. To be fair, like currently, ninety percent of my wardrobe is only hanging space,
0: so I don't have oh, any other options.
1: Okay, maybe like I think like fifty. I would say my wardrobe's like 50-50, folded yeah. and hanging. Does that yeah. just become like a mess as soon as you want something well, from the bottom of the pile? Well, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> so uh, I, I should just keep it neater. I should do – what's that? um, Marie Kondo? Yeah, it should be like really Marie Kondo. I've always wanted to be like that with my – What brings you joy? <laughs> yeah. But I just – yeah, I go in there and when I'm rummaging, looking for the top that I want – things just get thrown everywhere and I feel like yeah so it got to the point where I could actually couldn't find anything that I um needed or wanted to wear it was just out of control did you have a floor drobe no it was all on the shelves just like thrown in there yeah (laughs) like no, no order at all and so on the weekend I was like okay I'm going to do this. And I just – it took me, like, the whole day to, like – and I did at the same time. So I, like, took everything out, refolded it, like, reorganised it and, um, like, did a big clean-out, like, um, got rid of a bunch of stuff that I don't wear, which I'm going to recycle or, like – because there's a few um, recycling apps that I want to try. Oh, like yeah, what? Like um Recycling. Do you mean like marketplaces like Depop? Yeah, kind of. Like um, there's one called Aerobe. I haven't oh, tried ooh, it. I think I've heard of that. Yeah, I don't know if you have to have bought from it first in order to then upload it back. It's like kind of like a circular right. um, economy. Yeah. Um, so that'll be interesting if I do it. If anyone has tried it, let me know. Yeah. Um, and then I think you can also send clothes back like if um, to the Iconic if you've bought them from the Iconic, mm. um, but otherwise just like binnies and stuff. So. Yeah, I think H&M, if you donate clothes,
0: they give you like a $10 voucher mm. or something and they reuse that or I've done a lot of suitcase rummages in my time. Yeah. Yeah, those are always good. Well,
1: yeah, there's a few things that I'm like I could probably try and sell these, but oh, selling is also like such a hassle. Like yeah. people message you and then they don't follow up and I, I once I, had, I once had this chick
0: who I was like hard $30 on this top. It was like an $80 top. I was like hard $30. It's been worn once for 30 minutes, like yeah. no less than that. And she was like um can you please drive this to me? It was like can half you do an delivery? hour from my house. And I was like, oh, fine, I do. I'll do that. And then when I got there, did she, she shortchange you? She did, but she didn't just shortchange me. She literally gave me just coins. Oh, So she's like, I'm so sorry. I couldn't find any money. So I just you around. And so I only have like $25 and she tried to get me to sell it to her originally for like 20 $25. And I'd said, No, because I knew I could get the 30 for it. So, did you take it? So, I well, I'd driven half an hour to drop like give her this top, so of course I took it. But I was like, this probably doesn't even cover my petrol, like this is ridiculous. And then I had all these coins (laughs) that I had to take home, like she'd put them in a plastic bag. I was like,
1: this is ridiculous. Like your Mac money or something, Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah,
0: literally. (laughs) But, anywho, you are up, yes. So, I actually had a plan failed for this week, and then I was like, you know what. I've had a lot of fails in a row. I've got to step up and do a win. So I'm And bringing, you have a big win. I do. I'm bringing a big win to hopefully make up for my <laughs> string of fails. Um, but yes, so JJ and I have just gone unconditional on a contract for a little apartment, Yay. which is exciting. So exciting. So adult. I'm kind of freaking out a little <laughs> bit. Um, and it's literally just because we refused to pay rent and pay something someone else's mortgage off because I was like, well, why would I pay someone else's mortgage off when I could just pay my own off? Um, And you guys
1: have been saving really
0: hard for the last few years. We have. I mean, we didn't necessarily know that's what we were saving for to begin with. But yeah, it's just like, it's like exciting, but it's also really scary. And it's interesting because, I mean, the um episode I did with you interviewing you about your journey helped a lot but I also think like our experiences were quite different mm. um so yeah it's just like interesting as well because of how crazy the market is at the moment I feel really grateful that I was even able to like we were able to get something that was within our budget and yeah. ticked all our boxes and all of that so
1: didn't have any like super bad experiences in the process oh <laughs> Maybe a few little bumps in the road, <laughs> nothing major. Um, but we came we out the here. other end. <laughs> we got here. Um, so
0: yeah, that's very exciting. And I like feel like now it's unconditional. Like some of the more like fun stuff can happen. Yeah,
1: you can breathe a sigh of relief. It's yes. yours. It's happening. Yes. Well, we congratulations. Thank you. Hi, buds. Before we jump into this chat, we want to give a content warning. In this segment, we do touch on issues relating to eating disorders and abusive relationships, and it may be triggering for some listeners. If you are triggered by this chat, please seek out help via the links in our episode notes.
0: This week, we are talking about love languages, as Britt mentioned in our intro, specifically our love languages and how we navigate that within our relationships, both current and past. I feel like this will be a fun chat because I find love languages so interesting. And I also find it interesting how many of the people like close in my life I've been able to guess what their love language would be, like, or is. Like, for anyone who doubts it, just observe those around you. And I feel like you'll definitely be able to pick up on it. You sound like such an expert there. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've done a lot of research coming yeah. into this. I feel like I know a lot more now than I did a week ago.
1: So if you're unfamiliar with the love languages, they are all about how you give and receive love. They were originally developed by marriage counsellor Dr. Gary Chapman in his number one New York Times bestseller, The Five Love Languages, where he discusses that everyone gives and receives love differently but with a little insight into these differences, we can be confidently equipped to communicate love well. This relates to all forms of relationships for single, married or dating couples and everything within that, such as long-distant relationships, um, brand-new loves, and for the romances that are older than the hills mm-hmm. – over the years, Chapman has also expanded the love languages for parents and children or teenagers, and we'll also discuss today how the love languages can play into friendships in other areas of our lives.
0: Um, yeah, have you read the book, by the way? Because I think we should disclaim that we neither of us I didn't think.
1: Oh, I've read parts of it. Like, okay. My mom had the yeah. book. I haven't read it like front to back. I feel like I just cherry picked which yeah chapters I wanted to. That's fair,
0: but I do feel like the in. yeah the website has. A lot of information on it as well. If you don't want to like commit to reading the book. And I feel like you get a lot out of like doing the quizzes. But, um, anyway, that was a side note. So yes, there are five love languages. And even without doing the quiz quiz, like I said, you might relate to one or a few or like you might be able to pick up on someone else's. So they are words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts quality time and physical touch and so it's important to not just know what your love language is so that those in your relationships know how you receive and give love but it's also important to know the love languages of those around you so you can cater to their needs too so with the quizzes that we briefly mentioned earlier you can learn to identify the root of your conflicts give and receive love in more meaningful ways and grow closer than ever
1: how we sound like a little I ad know, for the quiz.
0: Not sponsored content. Um, <laughs> your love language profile will explain your primary love language, what it means and how you can use it to connect to others.
1: Yeah. I mean, not everyone communicates in the same way. Like that's pretty clear. And same goes for how people communicate their love. Imagine two people who speak different languages trying to have a conversation. Like (laughs) the only way to understand the other person is to alter your communication style, i.e. learn their language. And this requires understanding the other person. So like how they're different to you and what's important to them. You touched on how people might relate to certain love languages. I was really interested in whether one love language is more common than the others and how this potentially plays or played into my previous and current relationships In 2010, Chapman used the results of 10,000 people who took the online quiz, like on the website, Mm -hmm. and found that words of affirmation was the most popular language, but only by a really small margin. Interesting. Yeah. But then in 2018, the app Hinge analyzed their users and found that the most common love language. Um, was by far quality time in fact over twice as popular as the next most common which was words of affirmation yeah right that's really interesting so I decided
0: to retake the love languages quiz which we'll link in the show notes obviously because it's been a while since I had taken the quiz and I was like really interested to see if my results had like changed or varied at all and so while quality time is still ranking number one for me and receiving gifts sits at the bottom my three in the middle have jumped around and I wonder if that's because I'm further along in my relationship with JJ now uh or like what the causes of that so it's like interesting that I've changed a bit Mm, so where do you sit now So currently I sit at 32% quality time and then 29% physical touch, which is like, they're like pretty close. And then it's like a bit of a drop. So 19% acts of service, 16% words of affirmation. So that's far from like the norm, Mm. words of affirmation being solo. Yeah. And 3% receiving gifts. Um, I think it's also interesting because I have an insecure attachment style and I'd be interested in finding out if there's a connection between the two. So I was doing like a bit of reading on this and I won't mention like a particular source because there are a few and they're like all varied. But essentially your attachment style is like a lot of people describe it as like the next step further from love languages, like to in like self-awareness or knowing yourself. And it can mean that you like your attachment style can influence what your Love languages are, but your love languages are don't influence your attachment style. Your attachment style can also mean that you work better with partners who have specific love languages. And Interesting. Yeah, so you can like work better with a partner who has a certain love language. So like I think one of the examples they gave is like if you have in, one of the types of insecure attachment, there's a lot of different types, but if you have one of them, you might um, do better with a partner who – Likes a lot of like physical touch and words of affirmation because they give you constant reassurance in those ways and they're more reassurance than some of the other ways.
1: I'm laughing because I feel like this is what I'm (laughs) –
0: this is me. (laughs) Yeah, but anyway, I think attachment styles is a whole different chat and one that I definitely am
1: not qualified to talk to. (laughs) Solves for the tangent. but Interesting how it plays in though.
0: Yeah, so I think like looking at that and looking – back at like growing up. I definitely showed signs of these love languages from a really young age. Do you know what yours are, Britt?
1: Yeah, I I also found that mine had changed a lot too. Originally, my clear leads were physical touch and quality time. wasn't able to Twins. look back at this because I didn't Fine. <laughs> I've changed emails over time. Like, I don't know where that was. Fair <laughs> but, enough. Um, but I also think that that was due to previous relationships impacting me to have an insecure attachment style which is kind of what you were just talking about um also just quickly a side lol according to that hinge study that I mentioned before physical touch was more important for men than women (laughs) so I used to rate the same as men on Hinge. okay but that means I currently rate the same as men because physical touch is like, like very close second um but yeah now it's more evenly spread between my top four but acts of service is the highest I think it's interesting to think that maybe like our love languages change depending on different life stages and where we're at in relationships. Like kind of what you said before, how you've been in a relationship with JJ for a while now. So like for me, Lockie and I had spoke about things that I needed from him in the early stages of our relationship. So physical touch and quality time and. I think, like, he's been working on those and now I feel like we've kind of, like, nailed those areas. Hashtag couple goals. (laughs) But now that we are in a home together, like, we're in a different, I guess, relationship phase. Like, those acts of service really mean a lot because it's like, you know, him taking some of the weight and helping me to do things around the house or maybe bringing me home a little treat when he's doing the groceries or cooking dinner for me after I've had a long day. And then also I feel like in previous relationships and early in my and Lucky's relationship, quality time weighed heavier for me. Like I said, maybe because that area had been neglected in previous relationships. So entering this one, I wanted to make sure Lucky knew what was important to me. Lay the ground rules yeah. early. Um, but now that we've been living together for a few years, maybe it's not as huge for me because like <laughs> – in our daily life, we have so much quality time together. I know, like, quality time isn't you know necessarily like yeah, like spending time together is not necessarily, necessarily quality, quality time. time. Yeah, um, but yeah, we do like we do make sure that to sit down for dinner every day and like talk about our days and you know have a snuggle before going to sleep and cute. I think like because we're building a life together, um, and also now that we have. A fur child together. <laughs> <laughs> we make sure to do like activities on the weekends and at least something just us. Oh well, then not Like if you that can't counts. leave the child at home. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, I think it's also interesting to know that these might change again. For example, if I moved overseas or something, and we had to do long distance. Like I think in that case, um, and we where we were no longer together all the time, I'd rate quality time higher again. Yeah, I think it would definitely be circumstantial. Like how could it
0: not be? And I think I could speak to long distance a bit because JJ mm. and I did long distance for the first like I think we were together for three months and then I went away for six months and yeah. then I came back. So um yeah it's like it was an interesting dynamic and then we don't live together. And that was especially hard during COVID because there was lots of rules about if you can't couldn't can't see people from
1: like different a different households. household and then and you were like were living like not ages away but like a decent amount apart yeah. so you had to plan when you were gonna see each other for
0: sure and then he also went to Europe in the middle of COVID because <laughs> that was a smart idea um so then he had to come back in quarantine and we had to navigate that and respect to our love languages it was like really interesting and really hard considering like my top ones are quality time and physical touch like yeah. JJ and I we had to like yeah deal with that but yeah like I said JJ and I are looking to be moving together in the very near future and it'll be interesting to see if acts of service then bump up for me like it did with you and Lockie it was like I can definitely see how that would be a thing and why that would be a thing like living with partner
1: yeah for sure Yeah, I think like where we are at in our life and our relationship definitely impacts how we rate the different love languages. Like you said, life changes often change our love languages or what Gary Chapman says is that these other love languages become more attractive to us. And just to build on that, I think this also depends on the type of people in the relationship. Like, I've been quite lucky in having a partner who takes on things that I ask him to work on or tell him that I need. Lucky in love. Vice versa, um, with what he needs from me. Unfortunately, I know there are a lot of relationships out there that don't function like that. And in those cases, maybe the love languages don't change because. The ones that are rated highly are never satisfied. So an article from The Atlantic that I was reading um, explains how some researchers have doubts about the love languages theory because of this reason. Researcher Julie Gottman explains expressions of affection can vary in significance according to context. And I think gender, culture, customs and values um, also impact this. For example, love languages, which are prevalent in Western countries, are less common in non-Western cultures. Like in Southern Asian cultures, directly praising someone can be really uncomfortable and not well received. So that like words of affirmation Mm -hmm. might not be as common there. And there's also some articles that explain that the love language theory isn't completely inclusive of sexuality, culture, trauma, intergenerational differences, which kind of relates to our episode a few weeks ago about differing opinions with the people around you.
0: Yeah, and I think like no theory is going to be perfect, right? No theory can take into account every unique circumstance of exactly. individual.
1: Sunny Modamedi, a marriage and family therapist, told MindBodyGreen that human relationships are a complicated reflection of our attachment style, kind of what we talked about before, and states that once a person heals the wounds of their past relationships and develops a healthy attachment style, their love language also changes. So, for me, coming from struggles with self confidence, body image, and an eating disorder, I think this impacted the love languages I rated higher in the relationships in my early 20s. For example, physical touch, and I don't just mean like sexually, but everything that comes with being physically intimate. So, hugs, holding hands, public displays of affection, and so on, was something that I associated with my partners interest, love and attraction to me. And I craved this approval because I was struggling with feeling that way towards myself. And I think that when this love language was neglected from partners who weren't affectionate in this way, it made me rate it higher because it like wasn't satisfied in those relationships. And then in contrast to this, people who have wounds from abusive relationships might be much more comfortable communicating their love through styles other than physical touch and need their partner to be responsive and respectful of that by showing their love through other styles. So let's talk about our partner's love languages. So do you know what Lockie's love language is? Okay so this was wild and I want to talk about it but first I just want to note this is like exactly how a lot of misconceptions about the love language theory arise. Um, A lot of people think straight to like what their love language is and this is what's described as a self-focused way of engaging with the theory. Just everyone being narcissistic. (laughs) (laughs) and not what Chapman intended. The love languages have become such a popular topic since it was first published over 30 years ago and the point of learning other people's love languages and modifying your behavior accordingly has become somewhat de-emphasized. Um, You might have seen the Twitter trend of my love language is, like, for example, my love language is memes or my love language is coffee or my love language is tacos, like basically people labeling anything that they really like or enjoy as their love language. I'm not on Twitter. Sorry, I haven't seen that. But it sounds like something I probably would have done. If you search in Twitter love language, I'm sure you'll find a bunch. My love
0: language is water. (laughs) Yeah,
1: well, that's it. You've got the gist of it. But the whole point of love languages is to be thinking about your partners, not your own. Chapman says we can't rely on our native tongue if our spouse doesn't understand it. If we want them to feel the love we are trying to communicate, we must express it in their primary love language. And this is what is coined as self-regulating. But anyway, back to Lockie. So I thought I had an idea of what his were based on his behaviours, like kind of what you said before about you might be able to pick up on what someone's are based on their behaviours around you. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, I thought I knew from our relationship over the years, but I asked him to do the quiz because he'd actually never done it before and he got pretty much the same scores as me oh my gosh he was like three percent higher on receiving gifts and three percent lower on physical touch but apart from that we were like the same what are the odds of that weird um which I think is actually super interesting because when we first started dating I feel like acts of service and quality time would have been the clear leads for him um, and we've had like several discussions and arguments as a result of him not weighing physical touch as high as me and therefore not understanding why I need it. That is interesting. Hey, I think that like shows a lot of relationship growth and maturity though.
0: Hey, like that you've worked together and now, like really on the same page if you're ranking like that close.
1: I would like to think so. Um, <laughs>
0: I will say that uh, JJ and I are not quite like that so. (laughs) What
1: uh, what were JJ's? So yeah
0: I bullied him into taking the quiz in 2019 as well but like you said I could very easily guess at that time what JJ's lump languages were but we never really like had a direct chat about it or like anything like that we just kind of took the quiz acknowledged it but never really changed our behavior I think. I think that we might have, like, subconsciously right? but I do in some ways think we already knew what each other's love languages were and we like, managing to hit them like okay. Like, you're already
1: in tune with that and, yeah, like, yeah. being mindful of it. Yeah,
0: and I won't say, like, this, like, just magically happened. Like, I think – that was because like of the long distance stint we did. Like if we hadn't been in tune in like mm. what each other needed, I like don't know if we would have survived it. Like we needed to know how each other
1: And thinking about the love. other person yeah, and for what sure. they needed. Yeah. For sure. And it
0: was like a lot of communication because Obviously, we couldn't have quality time while well, we like in made person. quality in person. We made it like quality FaceTime mm. time and we couldn't have any physical touch at all. So, like, I think we relied so much heavily, more heavily on words of affirmation. Yeah. And that's something we talked about before going in. I was like, probably going to need a lot of reassurance mm-hmm. here. So, like, I think because of that, that's kind of how we had already
1: picked up on them. It sounds like you have a really open relationship, which is good. Um, we open are exclusive. communication. Yeah. so what am I gonna say <laughs> <laughs> open, open communication, communication. channels
0: <laughs> yeah I think like communication <laughs> I think communication is something that I will like humbly say like we do pretty well but in but again I think that's mostly because long distance at the very start of our relationship we like needed to yeah. like otherwise we were screwed um, but yeah I think like back when we first took it In yeah, all those years ago, we were like more similar. Um, still like a little bit different, but more similar. And then now, three years in, we rank like pretty differently, and like that surprised me.
1: So Um, we're like the complete opposite of yeah, (laughs) complete opposite.
0: So my one, my second one that I mentioned is physical touch, which comes very close second. JJ now ranks 0% for physical what? touch, 0%. <laughs> and I was shook. I was like, I like, I had predicted it so well, all
1: of his love languages the first time. This time I was like- what I don't know you <laughs> well actually that's kind of funny because like I mean we both went from thinking we knew it at the start of the relationship to now like years in being like they completely surprise I us know. <laughs> um but yeah I was like a and bit also I don't think that's anyone's supposed to get zero on anything oh I mean.
0: uh, no first time I did it I got zero on receiving gifts uh, so it is possible interesting um but I like was like team I was like what? You don't want to touch me all? Like, <laughs> okay. And he was like, no, because we've been together for so long, he was like, it's a given at this point. Like, physical touch is like a given. So he's like, I don't hold much value to it anymore because, like, it's given. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, obviously, that's not how I see it, but it's interesting that that was his perspective. Yeah.
1: I guess that comes back to like, if it was then taken out of your life, life again.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: It would change. Yeah. And like, as you
0: mentioned, like, it's not at all for me like sexual. It's, yeah, like them more like hugs and holding like hands. holding hands and like grazing each other as we walk past, like that kind of thing. Um, but, um, acts of service takes his top spot, mm. which is, yeah, I feel like that seems to be quite common, even though you said that in those studies it wasn't. Yeah. Um, which I'm like now thinking about it, I'm not really sure if I have emphasised because I don't think I necessarily
1: realized that that was one of his. And I think
0: mainly because it ranked so much lower the first time we did it than anything else.
1: Yeah, like I mean maybe I'm just throwing some ideas out there but like maybe it's because of like where we are in our life stages like because we're both kind of at a similar relationship phase and also like kind of entering to that, you know, buying a house and establishing a life together maybe that's like when you really start more thinking about like considering the acts of service yeah and in saying that like I will say in terms of like the home loan getting the house
0: Mm. well not house it's an apartment but yeah that whole process yeah I have definitely like done a lot of the heavy lifting just because the nature of my work means that I have more accessibility to do that so maybe he's like taking that and run with it and like mm. I'm, I'm happy with that I'm fine with that and I think that yeah like I said it'll be interesting when we do move in like yeah. right now because we only see each other like three nights a week I'm like really about that quality time but yeah as we said this doesn't just relate to like romantic relationships even though it's important in those in saying that I definitely answered this quiz based on being in a couple so I wondered if it would change if I answered the questions based on like different scenarios because let me tell you physical touch would not be number two in some of my other relationships
1: (laughs) it's funny I also feel like I answered the quiz mainly with my relationship with Lockie in mind however I did do it again with respect to my relationships with my parents and friends and the The results were similar. Interesting. Yeah. I rated words of affirmation, quality time, and acts of service highest again, like they were the three kind Mm -hmm. of pretty similar. And like, this does make sense for my relationship with my parents. Like I really love when we spend quality time together, when they tell me they're proud of me or when they help me out with things, (laughs) e.g. helping Lockie and me look for a house or like dad being handy and constantly fixing (laughs) things I break. How good are dads? (laughs) So good. But Yeah, I do think I also bring an insecure attachment style to my friendships, which plays into my scoring in relation to this kind of relationship. I think I lost a lot of confidence in past friendships where I was hurt, which meant I rated higher on words of affirmation and quality time because I feel like I needed this to be confident and assured in my friendships. Yeah, and I think you
0: went into that a little bit in our like friendships that set sail episode. Yeah, so I didn't take it with, again, with like my family specifically in mind because I knew that it would just be like essentially the exact same as how I would have responded thinking about JJ. Um, Like I'm literally terrified of moving out because right now I live within a less than one kilometre radius from my entire immediate family and to to then not be able to get that like quality time in like an instant is Is your sister really close too? Yeah. Yeah, she's like – Four hundred meters, wow. less than. Okay, yeah, yeah. she's super close. Um, tight knit. Yeah, we're a very tight knit family. Um, I'm also by far the most like huggy out of my family. <laughs> like I love a good hug, um, which my mum is too. Hence why I get into bed with her. Mentioned that three apps in a row. Who am I? <laughs> um, but. My dad, my brother and my sister are so anti-physical touch. Like I have to bully them into like (laughs) giving me love and attention and affection, which I shouldn't say I do, but I do bully them into it. That is really interesting. Um, Yeah. And then like words of affirmation is something my whole family does. Like we started... As when I was a kid, like we'd always say, "like I love you." Whenever we leave somewhere, I'll say goodbye or like hang up yeah. on the phone. Do you guys do that yeah. in your family?
1: Yeah. Um. Gosh, I making- I get a bit offended when like my parents don't I know. say it to me, yeah, and they exactly. kind of don't really anymore. They're like bye, and I'm like I love you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I know. I feel like I'm making my family sound <laughs> really intense, but I do. Like, I literally. If I say it and they don't say back, I just like keep saying it until they say it or I'll be like, excuse me, I said, I love you. Do you not love me back?
1: You kind of sound like the like parent that's trying to embarrass their like teenage child.
0: I actually would. I'd be like that kid. Oh no, that adult who screamed to their adult mom. I love you across like the (laughs) shops or something. That would for sure be me. But yeah, but I did take the singles quiz. I did the singles instead of the couples Mm -hmm. with my friends in mind and my results were so different. So Oh,
1: so the singles one is for friendships?
0: I mean, I don't think so necessarily.
1: Oh they're I like pretty like, similar. I did the children's and teenager oh, one for my friends' okay. and parents' relationships.
0: Right. I just did the singles one because um it like does it talk rated about love friends? more generally rather um, than like when your partner. It was just more like right. when people.
1: Oh well. Good yeah. little
0: contrast there. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um but yeah, it, like my results surprised me but like once I've seen them I'm kind of like oh that makes sense wait so how so words of affirmation took the top spot like by far like it was double my next three which were all ranked as dead even like so I had one and then I had three dead even and then I had unsurprisingly receiving gifts Mm. came back as zero percent as well
1: okay so we've touched on this a bit but let's unpack receiving gifts for a minute it's reported as the least common love language. I mean, we're exhibit A and exhibit B of that, it was out on both of our lowest rated. This love language gets a bad rap because it can be seen as superficial or materialistic. But what it actually means is that someone is moved by the time, thought or effort put into choosing gifts. People who rate this highly notice when very little love goes into a gift Although I didn't rate this love language highly, I feel like, um, and I kind of touched on this before, when Lockie brings me a little treat from the grocery store or gets me a birthday present which reflects that he's been listening, Like that does mean a lot. Instead of just asking what I want if he listens to my subtle hints or maybe sometimes not so subtle (laughs) lol (laughs) but regardless making note of that and remembering when it comes time to buy I feel like that's really important
0: oh yeah I think like the whole gift receiving thing is so wholesome and it's like that someone was thinking about you like Mm. when they were out and about and they're like every day and like if they see something that reminds you of them like they want to get that thing for you like it's definitely I definitely don't think that there's anything wrong with that and I well, I don't rank highly on this one, probably mainly just because when it came down to it, I wouldn't choose that over the other ones. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, I have lots of issues of my own from past relationship trauma, and I would say I was in an emotionally abusive relationship where I had that combined with being cheated on a lot, and it's, like, definitely left some wounds and impacted the way I feel about every single one of the love languages individually and together. Now I'm going to give the example from my past relationship who he never did the quiz while we were together and I didn't either. I didn't know it was a thing, but I can take a very good solid guess that his love language was gift giving. Um, except mostly these gifts were given to make up for poor behavior in a way to like buy back my favor, which can't be bought by the way. He tried and didn't work. It was like, the gift was used as like a Band-Aid to cover up like whatever had happened. um, And that accompanied with hardly any quality time was just like a recipe for disaster. So I think that probably plays into me being so low on that scale because in some ways I mistrust gifts and associate them with bad memories. Like Mm. the first few times that JJ would get like got me flowers, which was so lovely of him, like, and I really appreciated it, but um. In, like, this past relationship, like, flowers is just one example, but I'd only get given flowers or sometimes it was jewelry. It could be, like, anything, right? Um, It would only be after I'd been, like, emotionally hurt and sometimes I didn't even know that I'd been emotionally hurt. Yeah. Yet. Like, I hadn't even come out yet. So, accepting, like… Flowers from JJ took me some time to become, like, comfortable with and to enjoy it again. And I, like, fully associated gifts with bad behavior. So, at first, if, like, JJ brought me something, I'd just be like, what did
1: you do? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, you, like, wouldn't want to accept them because it's like.
0: Yeah, I'm like, I don't need that. You don't need to buy my love. Like, There's nothing wrong. We don't need these. Exactly. I was like, ugh. Uh, yeah, what that's you, really interesting. Yeah, yeah, who knows if I hadn't had that experience, mm. gift receiving might be Your my number, number one. one. It's just like it does show. I mean, I guess like we said, like no theory can be perfect and like can't take into account all factors. But it's just interesting how like that one like one love language is particularly like impacted by mm-hmm. that one experience
1: or a pattern of experiences. And I guess the whole point of the love languages is, though is like that JJ picked up on that and took that on board and like kind of knew like by talking to you and working on your relationship that that wasn't your primary love language so that if he did want to show his Um, love for you, he would need to communicate that through the other ones that you rated highly. Yeah, for sure. I think it's also important to note that in the context of romantic relationships, couples with aligned love languages don't necessarily have higher relationship satisfaction than couples with different styles, like kind of like you and JJ. Yeah. Research from QUT's School of Psychology found limited evidence that aligned love languages correlate with higher rates of satisfaction, but it did note that the success of Chapman's model is likely dependent on both spouses exhibiting appropriate self-regulatory behaviours. We are not spouses. (laughs) What I said about (laughs) you guys, what I said about JJ being in tune with that. Yeah. So I think a key takeaway and what many researchers have criticised about the love languages theory is that it can be misused as a personality test. But Chapman's whole point is that we're supposed to adapt ourselves to our partner's love language, not demand that they use ours the real value of the theory is that it encourages people to be more attentive to their partners, ask questions about what they want, need and how they want to be treated and express affection and support. But isn't that just the concept of love? Like considering the needs and wants of another person above yourself, adjusting your behavior and not expecting them to do all the work. It's like putting someone else first. And yeah, I agree with that. And from this discussion, I think we've established that Love
0: languages aren't the be-all and end-all solution to managing relationships in your life and they definitely aren't deal breakers at all. Like JJ and I, we differ and we still work. Like there's nothing wrong with that. It's that, yeah, we put each other's love languages first rather than demanding, like you said, the other use the others. Um, instead, they can function as a method for tuning in to your partner and tailoring your behaviors for more fulfilling relationships. And I also think it's important to recognize like how we've talked about how like your love languages are impacted by past experiences and how they grow and change with us. Like we could retake this quiz in a few more years and chances are we'll rate very differently again, like especially if I don't know, kids come into the mix or, yeah, like long distance happens again or anything like that.
1: Yeah, 100%. I wanna round out this chat by talking about the app that the love languages team created called Love Nudge. Have you heard about this, Tessa? I have. Oh, you have? Yeah, but only because I maybe definitely wrote an article on the best <laughs> love
0: relationship and sex apps <laughs> and sex apps out there for the, the, there sex for the sex yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I found this one in my research and added it to the list, but um never have personally used it. But I think it's a good good one and it's like a little extra bonus adulting one oh one resource.
1: So explain it to our buds. Well I had never heard of it before like I only saw it on the website when we were retaking um, the quizzes for this episode but basically you can set up a bunch of little tasks or goals which um, relate to your partner's love needs and then you can like Send them little nudges to complete the goals which relate to your needs. It's so cute, hey. Well, these could be anything from cooking dinner for your partner to asking how their day was. And like by completing the goals, you can fill your partner's love tank as the app calls it. Um, I think it's an interesting concept and I can see how it would be useful to like subtly remind or nudge your partner um, when they're not making as much effort. Yeah, but you also don't want to make your partner feel bad, right? Well, that's it. Like I also think it comes back to the whole point of the lo- love language theory. Like it's about thinking about the other person and it shouldn't be something that they need, you- need to remind you to do. Like doesn't that defeat the purpose of receiving gifts because that's based around your partner putting in the thought and the gesture to get you something um if it's just to tick off a goal i feel like that would be way less meaningful yeah it's like you want them to do it on their
0: own accord because they want to not because they can like get some points on exactly
1: um i think the app can be used productively like if you're setting the goals as a couple and maybe just using it as a reminder for yourself to do the things you know that your partner responds well to and it could be like a little bit of fun yeah but I I mean as well I'm pretty sure your partner can see all those tasks so then it takes away like the surprise (laughs) So yes, if anyone has tried this app, we'd love to hear about your experiences with it and more broadly, your experiences interacting with the love language theory in your relationships. Send us a DM on Instagram at blooming.podcast. And finally, let's talk adulting 101, our weekly resource and recommendation that we found helpful in navigating our 20s. Tessa, what do you have for me this week? Well, other than doing the Love Languages quiz,
0: OVS, my resource this week is My Goals. Have you heard of My Goals?
1: Um, no, okay. except, okay, I have heard of it because we have a shared email and I'm getting the <laughs> subscribed emails, but I hadn't heard of it before that. You're getting the subscribed emails? Yeah. From our... What? Like, did you subscribe Blooming? No, I, de- I definitely didn't. Interesting. Oh. I'll look into that.
0: Yeah, mate. Mm. I mean, I could have. I don't want to say that I never did that, but I could have been trying to get the ten percent sign up. <laughs> I think you did. I think you
1: were trying. I just to. have lots of other email addresses that I would have thought I'd use first, but maybe it's um, okay. I signed us up for um, the iconic. Yeah, <laughs> I was trying to be sneaky about it. I was like, well, I just got to do what you got bit- to do sneaky of me doing it. Take
0: a discount when you can get it, obviously. (laughs) Okay. Um, I'm glad you support that. Yeah. So most of my desk is kitted out in the My Gold stuff. So like my diary is from them. And also I use their daily task lists and their monthly planners as well. So like everything Mm -hmm. I use. Um, Big fan. Yeah. So you can tell by this that I really like making lists and ticking and highlighting them off my lists. Highlight girl again. Yes. So this way I have like multiple places I get to do that, which is just like so satisfying. And I also like split things out. So different tools – I use like different parts of my life like whether that be like personal life or like my work life mm, that's good um yeah so I think if I had to recommend just one of their products it would have to be the daily desk pad I always buy these in bulk so I never run out and they actually make me so much more productive like I don't think I'd be able to get anything done without them really oh, interesting um so it's got like lots of different spots for different things like your goal for the day top three tasks and action lists room for like notes and then we all know I'm gonna say I love that it's got like a little thing to put your three things you're grateful for and I you can also get like I mentioned 10% off if you subscribe (laughs) to their mailing list Um, I think it's like for your first purchase but I also think that like anyone can get a referral link so like I can put the it's like I think for 20% off so I can put our referral or my referral link in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> but because we're signed up I mean but yeah but you could also refer one of your friends and yeah. between the two of you you could get 20% off like this is nice. again like obviously not sponsored I'm just trying to help you guys get the discount all about can. the savings yeah I think like I think if you refer someone or someone buys through your link they get 20% off and then you get 20% off mm, or something so it like up with initiative. your friends or yeah use mine if you want um In saying that, I just did a big stock up, so I don't really need it too
1: much currently. And it's also an Australian
0: brand and we all love that. Yes, we do.
1: Yeah, I feel like I'm a bit more of a digital native to you because I do (laughs) like an online, um, you know, like one of those cloud task um, platforms. So all my tasks are in that. So I feel like I could use this, but maybe more for like my personal Mm. or really like small scale things. So we have like an online
0: one as Mm. well. So I like that I can also take it off online too, which is one that like my whole team can see and work (laughs) on. How many times can I take off one task? Exactly. It makes me feel like I've accomplished way more than I have. (laughs) And yeah, but I definitely like the like physical taking off and mm. highlighting, which you just don't get the
1: same satisfaction online in my opinion. Yeah. Um, well, I, I'm about to run out of pages in my Kiki K planner, so excellent timing with this yes, recommendation. Thank give it a go. you very You're welcome.
0: But what about you? What's your adulting 101 resource this week?
1: I have come with a much more basic recommendation this week. <laughs> I'm recommending the Face Halo. Oh, love yeah. that. Nothing wrong with that recommendation. I'm pretty sure you actually – Recommended it I to me. I like, definitely did. I've recommended oh, it to so yeah, many people. You're a big fan too. Yeah, big fan. Well, it's changed my life. um It it describes itself as making light work of heavy makeup. So it's basically like um, makeup remover. Like you use it to wash your face. Like uh, a cleansing cloth. Yeah, like kind reusable. Of like, well, I mean. Pr- Face washes probably do a similar job, but I just feel like I don't know how this is made. It's, it's magic. It's fibers. It's magic. It, it literally is. It gets off all of your makeup just with water. Like you don't have to use a cleanser or micellar water, micellar or water whatever. Mm-hmm. Makeup wipes. And the whole point of it is that, yeah, it's reusable. Like apparently, get 200 washes out of each face halo. I think I'm definitely, I definitely some have boundaries with gone- that. <laughs> I was about to say, I didn't know it was 200. I
0: have had mine for years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I've got also – like it comes in a pack of three. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, So like I've got like one that I use for – just removing face masks one that i use for just removing makeup One. That, oh my god oh my gosh i'm so
1: weird yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're way too organized i just rotate mine because i do want to wash them like properly um after a few days um, yeah, i definitely
0: don't want <laughs> oh, that's like same with makeup brushes that's an adulting fail sorry i don't
1: well something that you actually did tell me which is really good like so they have black ones and white ones and i think the black ones like yeah definitely get the black ones because See, that's- nobody wants to try and keep that clean like nobody's got time <laughs> for that you just can wash it out after each use and I'm like yeah yeah to. I definitely have the white ones
0: but you have the white ones yeah well I didn't you told me to get the black ones yeah because when I bought it black uh-huh. ones didn't exist yet and when uh-huh. I recommended it to you the black ones did exist right. and then I was like get the black ones
1: because mine looks so grimy if you do decide to ever get new ones and get rid of your old ones. (laughs) Apparently they have this upcycling program where you can send – back your old face halos and then they repurpose them for like modern merch collections so that's cool yeah like big sustainability tick yeah especially compared to like face wipes well yeah like their whole point was that you can replace 500 single-use makeup wipes when you buy one of these and it apparently takes 100 years for a single-use makeup wipe to decompose oh my gosh crazy and also face wipes the chemicals in them are not very good for your face and yeah so no toxic or harsh chemicals on your skin you can just like like I said use this as water but yeah I'm pretty enthusiastic about this product um so I just want to say like obviously this is not sponsored we would never do like like your recommendation we would never do sponsored products in this segment and also we are way too small of a at this point for that business I mean any of the
0: products (laughs) we do recommend here after we've recommended them Slide Uh, into ideas.
1: Hit us up. (laughs) But anyway, so the face halo I was super sceptical about when I first heard of it because I was like, no way is my makeup just coming off with water. Yeah, it took like a lot of convincing. But it's also, what I want to say is it's also not just incredible at makeup removal, but I use it as a hack for getting off like tan in the dry parts of skin. Oh. Yeah. Trigger the tray. it's not
0: abrasive or exfoliant but, it still but does it's but it's not
1: like so okay i'll explain a yeah. few events recently i've had th- i've used this and it's been a major savior in making sure i don't wake up with those patches on my feet or hands or elbows where a little bit too much tan has developed so you use this like when like before it's developed not to get um tan off oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay yeah so I just run the face halo lightly over those little pesky areas I know get patchy when I've finished applying the tan the night before like I was just checking my off. elbows to see if I had <laughs> I was like what are you doing elbows? are you sniffing your armpit <laughs> well, I can get like
0: mm. I can get fake tan elbows but I use moisturizer usually Mm, well, I use this.
1: This is my Yeah, trick. maybe I'm going to try that. But yeah, I was talking to my hairdresser and she'd never heard of the face halos and I thought everyone was using these for their faces these days. So I was like, okay, we I'm going to have to recommend yeah, this. you got to keep the recommendations up. And yeah, like you said, you can, um, get them, like they're available in so many places. Um, I think they're on a door and like other beauty websites, but I just got mine from Priceline yeah, me too accessibility. Mm-hmm. I think it's like 30, 30 for a three pack. Um, and they last forever. Like we said, if you wash them regularly and keep them in good nick. So in my opinion, definitely a solid investment. Like if I were Rory, I would back this brand and they'd fit into my 20 principles. <laughs> yeah. I think we're too late for that. Or oh, I don't even know. If- they're public can you even buy shares in
0: it I don't know (laughs) thank you for listening to another episode of blooming featuring your two best buds if you're enjoying our little podcast baby please let us know by leaving us a rating or a view because hashtag algorithm things and also by hitting the
1: subscribe button in apple podcasts or follow on spotify And please come find us on Instagram at blooming.podcast and tag us in your stories to show us how you're listening to Blooming or using one of our Adulting 101 resources. If you've tried the face halo, hit me up, tag (laughs) Blooming. We want to hear your thoughts on this episode and what topics you'd like to talk about in the future. So send us a DM and don't forget to tune into our weekly Monday polls to have your say on this week's episode. And then usually we would say chat next week, buds, but we're actually going to take just
0: a little break just so that you know. Like um, a mini holiday. Yeah, like absence makes the heart grow fonder, (laughs) right? Uh, Yeah, we're just going to take some time off over Easter to enjoy some downtime with our family and hit the refresh or reset button. So, yes, we will be back in your ears in two weeks. Don't miss us too much. Bye. Bye.
1: Anyway. Are you trying to avoid saying similarly? Yep. <laughs> um. <laughs> you might have seen the tit... <laughs> <laughs> the titan trend. I'm getting hot. That's a heated discussion. Woo! <laughs>